The following is a hoop ball presentation. Good morning, hoop ballers, and welcome to another edition of Hoop Balls DFS today. This is your Tuesday, May the 4th be with you edition. Uh, I am your host, Santino Cocone, and I am with my main man, William is Bill Will Harris. How are you doing today, Will? What's going on, Santino? I'm doing pretty good other than, you know, being eliminated from my fantasy uh, playoffs, but, you know, I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> I feel you there. Uh, it's a tough year with a bunch of injuries. <clears throat> But yeah, untimely injuries for a lot of people as well. But yeah, right. man. And we got a we got a nice seven gamer here today. Hopefully, it'll be quicker one of the quicker variety. Uh, but before we get into that, I do want to give a quick shout out over to our guys at my bookie, simply the best sports book around. Um, if you didn't get in on the uh, Kentucky Derby action. You can get in on all types of action here. We have the NBA playoffs right around the corner. In less than two weeks, we have the playing games and then the playoffs. Uh, MLB is in the midst of their season right now. NHL is heating up. MMA all the time. And a fully-fledged casino platform. Uh, so there's always some stuff to do over there on my bookie. And if you want to get your first deposit matched halfway up to 1000 bucks, just enter the promo code HOOPBALL upon signing up. Uh, but yeah, man, we have a seven-game slate. Before we get into it, is there anything else you want to say besides your uh, dwindling fantasy prospect? <laughs> I mean, you can admit that your team lost too. I mean, come on, don't just leave me out there. I, I know my team lost too. I didn't. You know, untimely <laughs> injuries didn't come. I didn't get the people back. I thought I was going to get back. Yeah. Just very sad. And you and I both we were one and two in the season too, which is, uh, yeah. stinks. <clears throat> but here we are, semifinals we are. losses. <laughs> <laughs> right, kick off the show as we're depressed enough already. <laughs> yep, let's kick it off. We're depressed now. All right, man. The first game on the docket is the Phoenix Suns at the Cleveland Cavaliers. This game kicks off at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have two at seven, two at one at 7:30, three at eight, and a late one at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Suns and the Cavs are both on the front end of a back-to-back. Uh, the spread for this game, we do not have one as of yet, but we do have an injury report. On the Cavs side, we have Matthew Deladova, Darius Garland, Isaiah Hartenstein, Larry Nance Jr., Torian Prince, Lamar Stevens, Dylan Windler, all out. On the Phoenix Suns, we have Jay Crowder, Abdel Nader, both out, and campaign as questionable. We'll throw it. We'll start with the Suns because they are the away team on this one. Uh, but who are you looking at here in this not so tightly contested? Uh, matchup right you have a couple of options for phoenix in my opinion you always can look at devin booker um but i think he reached his ceiling last game uh where he had 32.6 assists um that equaled 47 DraftKings points for him so uh, other than that game for the most part he's been scoring in the low 40s or high 30s so i mean it's easy to avoid him if you'd like to in this game uh it because also it could be a blowout either way so uh, 8200 is a decent price, but you don't have to force it. Um, I like CP3 at 7700 
just because of that price point and what he can do. Uh, Mikael Bridges at 5,500 should be a good play, especially with Jay Crowder out. Uh, he should be able to put up some easy production against this Cleveland team. Uh, if you want to look for sleepers, I think you can look at uh, Torrey Craig. Uh, he's only at 3,800. In his last game, he had 40 DraftKings points. I wouldn't expect that again. He had 18 and 10 in that game and two blocks. That's uh, unrealistic for him. But with, um, like you said, with Jay Crowder out, he will get those minutes and he can put out some production. And that's a very cheap price for that. And uh, if campaign sits, I think you can look at Javon Carter. Last game, he had almost 24 draft king points. And he's at 3,200. That's uh, almost minimum price. Uh, for and he would be the backup point guard, but you would have to check on if campaign is going to play for him. Uh, how you feel about the Suns, Santino? Yeah, and we're mostly on board. And uh, before Will and I went on, we know that we talk a lot, so we're trying to cut our time down and, and give you guys a quicker of a podcast here. But um, yeah, I don't mind Devin Booker. I probably won't have much exposure to him. Just looking at the other names that are a little higher priced on here uh, that I really like. So I probably won't go there, but I don't hate him. He'll be in he'll be in range for me on occasion. Uh, but I'm with you for the most part. I, I like Bridges. I think this is a good matchup. First time he played them, he did really well. Uh, the Cavs are beat up, and he's going to play whether it's a blowout or not. Torrey Craig, you mentioned. Jay Crowder's out, so I like him and Saric. Um, Craig's been getting a lot of the minutes there, so he I lean towards that $500 extra towards him. But uh, I, like you said, I don't think he's going to get another 18 and 10 double-double. But he still has upside to bring you back value there at that low price tag under 4K. Same with Saric. Even if he plays 20 minutes, he's in a good position there. And I like your call with uh, Javon Carter. If campaign is out, Carter's going to see extra minutes there. And due to the mismatch of the Suns versus the Cavs, he could get extra minutes in that contest as well um, just because the nature of the game dictates it. So... I'm with you with these cheaper value plays there. Uh, and if you have to go someone higher up, Devin Booker's an option, but not one that I really want to go to. Yeah, sounds good. You started off on the Cleveland side because I don't have that many options for them tonight. And, yeah, I'm with you, man. I don't really have many options that I want to go with on Cleveland either. Um, the one guy I might take some stabs on, and that's just – and when I say that, it's very la- lightly. Uh, it's the last set eye. If you if you heard earlier when I said may the fourth be with you with you it's Star Wars Day, and the last said I it fits that <laughs> description. I'm very I'm reaching very much for this one, uh, but he had a <laughs> he had a big game in the last one, nearly a triple double, fifteen, eleven, and seven. Uh, with no Garland again, he should get more minutes. I uh, get more he gets more ball handling opportunities. The team does not like Colin Sexton's hero ball i guess you can call it because he doesn't really move the ball a lot uh without nance kevin loves on his last leg there uh last set eyes pretty much no deladova no garland he's pretty much the sato point guard there uh and if i'm going to go with someone i want to go with someone who has the usage and has the ability to put up uh decent numbers on a, a cheap price tag so that's the only person i'm really looking at here and i don't know how much exposure i'll get Probably some because of the Star Wars reference. <laughs> yeah, he has to go off now. Um, but yeah, that's that's one of my two guys, is Chetty Osman. He doubled his minutes uh, with Garland out from 19 to 38. Uh, so that production should be there again. And I do like Colin Sexton, even though the team's kind of uh, lashing out on him, you know, uh, kind of having a 
overthrow or something. I'm sure you can use a Star Wars term for that. You know? <laughs> but but uh, last game, he had 49 drafting points, uh, 25 and eight assists. Um, and with as long as Garland's out, uh, which he is, Sexton has, I mean, who else does he have to pass the ball out? You just named it. It's like eight people out for the team. So even if he wanted to show the team he's not a selfish player and he'll get everyone else involved, there's no one else to get involved. So I can see him easily putting up uh, 45 to 55 draft king points again. So I think he is a good play. But that's it, Sexton, Sexton and Osman. All right, man. We're on the same page pretty much in the, these first two games here. But yeah, now... I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't a fan. I wasn't going to say it, but uh, <laughs> well, it is what it is. Well, here We're going to disagree here. We have to. <laughs> but the second game of the night is your Charlotte Bobcats at the Detroit Pistons. Uh, we do not have a spread for this one, uh, but we do have an injury report. We have Devontae Graham, Gordon Hayward, both. Oh, and Cody Martin, all out. Uh, and the Pistons are on the back end of a back-to-back, so we do not have an injury report for them. They lost on Monday to the Magic at home. Um, it's just a wild guess on who's actually going to be suiting up for them. So that's yeah. going to be a lot of ifs, ands, or buts. We'll try and do our best but not be crazy about it. But I'll throw it over to you. How you feeling about your Bobcats now that Lamella Ball is back? Uh, put some respect on my team. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you know, I think with Lamella back, that kind of evens things out for everyone. Uh, even though Devontae Graham is going to be out, uh, I think it makes it a little bit trickier to play Rozier. His production went down last game. Uh, you know, he only had 25 draft king points. So that's a little scary to play him, even though his price is uh, – Pretty good at 7,300. So you can consider him, but I wouldn't force it. And LaMelo at 7,100, his first two games back from after being out almost two months, 36 and 36 and a half DraftKings points. So I think he's a safe play because his production could go up from there. He has a higher ceiling. Um, And I look at P.J. Washington at 6,500 just because it's a decent price point. It's nothing flashy, but it's a pretty safe play. And if you want to take a big risk, I think you can look at uh, Bismack Diambo. Um, he's down at 3,000. And, uh, you know, he's not a great player or anything, but uh, two games ago, he almost had 30 DraftKings points. And that's just because, and that was against Detroit. So it's the same matchup. They need someone to uh, guard, uh, what's the rookie? Oh, my God, for Detroit. Uh, Isaiah Stewart, uh, he's a big body. Um, Cody Zeller's not going to hang with him. So, it's easy to see uh, Biombo putting up great production for you at 3,000. Who you like on my Charlotte Hornets? Beef stew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> so the Pistons don't – they play slow. I mean, they're a, they're obviously a bad team, and they're clearly tanking and just letting their rookies <laughs> run wild uh, for the most part. But they're not a terrible defense. Uh, that said, Hornets play fast. Hornets play loose. And I do like a couple other more expensive guys. Um, Lamelo has been—he came back and played 28 and 30 minutes on a, both ends of a back-to-back. So I don't think there's really any restrictions there. He looked pretty good for his price tag. I don't think—I don't know if the upside's there yet because obviously he's he's still getting into the swing of things. Um, but that's not a bad price tag to get value back and to get your your money's worth from him <clears throat> until he when, once he catches up to. Uh, gets his conditioning down and and gets the the game comes back to him, uh, so I don't mind going there for seven one. I don't mind going Miles Bridges either. 
especially if uh, Grant doesn't play. It's a pretty good matchup there. And Bridges plays a lot better when Ball's in the lineup and when they're playing together. Uh, he, he just runs the floor, makes a lot of cuts, and LaMelo sees everything. So I like those two guys. I'll see what who Detroit actually has in the lineup tomorrow before I make a decision on if I want to spend up there. But as of right now, uh, I do I do like both of them. I do like um, Jalen McDaniels. Without Cody Martin, he's probably going to get extra minutes. I know he played 27 on the back end of a, that back-to-back after Martin left. And at 4-6, that's not a bad price tag. He was a little over 5 not too long ago. Uh, maybe he grabs the start in this one. <clears throat> and don't mind going there. Uh, and Malik Monk at 4-3. He's <laughs> same thing with um, Lamelo. He came back, played both ends of a back-to-back. I didn't expect that to happen so quickly. Uh, play 22, 27 minutes without Cody Martin, extra minutes available. So I think there's a, a couple guys I like in this in this matchup too. I don't know if I really want to go the big Biombo or uh, Zeller. I don't mind taking a chance on one of them if, if one of them does draw the start. But I know that uh, Borrego kind of is very wishy-washy with his center spot outside of B.J. Washington. Yeah, so you can no longer call my team the Charlotte Bobcats anymore because you literally select everyone. <laughs> on the team. So <laughs> I don't want to hear it no more. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I agree. I like it. I hear. <laughs> All right, man. Um, and we'll jump on over to the Detroit Pistons. I'll take them first. We'll we'll keep doing that. And as of right now, I honestly, it, it's too early to actually know who is even playing on this on this team. Uh, we saw that Grant, Plumley, Joseph, Ellington, Magruder, Okafor, uh, Dennis Smith Jr., they all missed this last one. And Diallo, back end of a back-to-back, doubt he plays. He had a pretty good game, too. Uh, Killian Hayes, back end of a back-to-back, can't, can't count on him playing. All the people that just didn't play could play, but I don't know if they, they will play. It's <laughs> like they're in, in such tank mode, and they're just like... Um, any mini miny mowing pretty much on who's who's actually going to suit up for a game, especially on the back end of a back-to-back. Uh, so it's very hard for me to depict who's going to play, but I'll g- quickly go ifs, ands, or buts. Um, Grant, if he plays, 6,600 is very cheap, and I really like him. Uh, if he's playing, I expect him to play near 30 minutes at this price tag in an up-tempo matchup. Uh, you can sign me up for him. Isaiah Stewart, if Mason Plumley doesn't play 6300 you mentioned it there's not a big on the other team that really matches up with him physically physically wise or his physicality I, I like that if mason Plumley does play i don't really want to go to either of them i, I don't know how many minutes Plumley is gonna play or or what the case may be uh sadiq bay is not a bad choice but i'd rather go grant if he plays 600 dollars more um and then I guess if Corey Joseph plays, because I don't expect Killian Hayes to play, uh, 4,900, he's probably going to get a lot of run. Yeah, don't mind going there. And then, honestly, it's those are the guys I'm looking at right now, and then it's wait and see if any of this makes sense tomorrow with their injury report. Yeah, I think you uh, pretty much nailed it. I will say if uh, Grant, uh, Jeremy Grant does – is it Jeremy Grant or Jer- – it's Jeremy Grant. Golly, I mess it up every time. <laughs> if Jeremy Grant does not play, I think you definitely can play Sadiq Bay. At six thousand, he had twenty six and nine today. Uh, so, I mean, that's an incredible fantasy stat line. So he'll produce for you. And same for Isaiah Stewart. Like you said, it's on the back to back. So 
hopefully they'll rest Plumley. But yeah, other than that, you got to wait to see uh, who's all going to play, you know, before kick tip off. So uh, I think Killian should play. He's a rookie. Uh, he's been playing, you know, for a while now. But yeah, we just got to wait and see for them. But I love Sadiq Bay regardless. Yeah, th- this is a rematch from a couple days ago. Bay had a really good game too, but um, I know they haven't really played Killian Hayes on the on back to back, so that's the only thing that I'm nervous about. But yeah. I mean, they they could wake up tomorrow and change their mind completely. So I don't really know know what the Pistons <laughs> have in mind. Yeah, did you mention Frank Jackson? Uh, I didn't because I don't. Not that I don't like him, uh, but. If they're bringing back these guys that missed the last game, like if Wayne Ellington, Grant, Plumlee, they're all suiting up, I'm not going to go Frank Jackson. If they are, again, beat up, then it depends on who's getting that start at point guard because uh, I would probably play Corey Joseph or Killian Hayes over him at similar price tags. If one of them's out, I mean, I, I don't mind looking Frank Jackson, but <clears throat> it all depends on who's in the lineup. Right, right. I mean, keep an eye on him because he could start. You never know Um Game on May 1st, he had 25 and 7. So, like you said, Detroit is just a crapshoot. So, <laughs> they're a dumpster see. fire right now. But they yeah. do have young, good young talent. I uh, just don't know when it's going to shine. It, it, it is, it, they're playing them a lot more than, than, not, than they aren't right now, but you never know. <clears throat> it's silly season here in the NBA for the teams that are bad. Definitely. Right, man. And now we'll jump on over to. What is sure to be the game of the night? A rematch from the other day. It is the Brooklyn Nets at the Milwaukee Bucks. We do have a spread for this one. The Bucks are two-point home favorites, and it's a whopping 243 over under. A whopping, I'll say that one more time, a whopping 243 over under. Uh, we have on the Nets, Chris Gioza, Spencer Dinwiddie, James Harden all out. On the Bucks, we have Jeff Teague and, as out and Bobby Portis as probable. I'll throw it over to you on the net side, and let's see if we're still similar on similar pages. But who do you like on this side of the ball? Well, I mean, I love Kevin Durant. He's uh, probably my favorite player of the night at 9,300. Last two games, 64 and 62 drafting points. So it's kind of like you're getting Giannis level at a 1,400 uh, discount. Um, but you could always consider Kyrie um, since there's no Harden. But just at that 300, he's 300 more than KD. You have to just consider KD in my opinion. I wouldn't play both of them. And uh, the only other guy I'm considering is Blake Griffin at 4,800. Um, he's just he's been solid lately, you know, and that's a decent enough price. And you know, he can get 30 drafting points depending on the game. Uh, I think they'll need him. Uh, some games they were uh, giving DeAndre Jordan DMPs, so uh, with everyone healthy, you know, except for Harden, so that p- could potentially happen again. Uh, you just never know, but I think it's a pretty good price point for Blake, considering what he can give you. So that's all I would consider for Brooklyn. How about you? Yeah, I'm with you. KD is playing a lot of minutes last couple games, and he looks like himself. <laughs> I think that's all you need to say. Looks like himself, which is fantastic. 9300 very good price tag. You're getting a superstar with a slight discount. Uh, and I, outside of him, don't mind Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan, but uh, it's pending for me. 
if Nick Claxton does play. Because if Pla- Claxton does play, that's going to take a couple minutes from each. And like yeah. you said, I don't even know if Jordan plays if Claxton plays. Uh, and Blake Griffin only played 18 in, in the game against the Bucks the other night. <clears throat> so I guess some more minutes will be up for grabs if or up for the taking if uh, Claxton plays. But if he doesn't, I don't mind either of those guys at their respective price tags. I think they both can bring back value there. Uh, but that's something that I'm going to keep an eye on. And hopefully we have that news. Uh, I know he was ready to go active. He just didn't get into the game. Uh, maybe it changes this one. <clears throat> yeah, definitely something to consider. Um, but yeah, that's it for me too. <laughs> just those guys. And I'm going to flip it over to the other side of the ball and I'll, I'll take the bucks. Um, I'm similar, similarly in, in same spot here. I I'm going to take, I like Giannis, uh, him and KD had a battle, went back and forth in the last game. I expect that to happen again. Uh, these are two guys that see this matchup and take it personally and want to show up one another. I expect it to happen again. And um, I'm ready to, or I don't mind paying 10-7 for Giannis. I mean, it, it's Giannis. You know the floor is safe there. Uh, you, like you said, you get the discount with KD. But you can play, if I'm playing, you can stack this game and play both of them. Uh, and a guy like Chris Middleton's not bad to look at. Uh, <laughs> DiVincenzo is not bad for me. If Bobby Portis is ready to play and, and a decent amount of minutes, don't mind him either. But I think for me, it's it's Jan. How do I get Giannis in this lineup? Uh, if I don't have the money, then I'll look at some of these other guys. Yeah, um, Giannis is a great play. Um, always, pretty much. Um, and Chris Middleton has been on a really hot streak his last three games. And, you know, his last game was against Brooklyn, and he had 56 drafting points. So if he can come anywhere close to that production he had last game, uh, on May 2nd, that's a lock for you. I think you can always consider Drew Holiday also. His last two games have not been the best, but against this um, bottom-feeding defense of Brooklyn, I think you can always consider using him at 8100 Uh You wish the price was a little bit lower, but, you know, as a contrarian play, Drew Holiday has a good matchup. But, yeah, that's all I would consider from Milwaukee to Big 3. I like it. The big three. This is this is going to be a fun game to watch oh, again. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think they are higher scoring in this one, as the spread indicates. But let's flip on over to the next game of the night. And it is the first game that starts at <clears throat> 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. First of three, we have the Dallas Mavericks visiting the Miami Heat. We do not have a spread for this one, but we do have an injury report for the Mavs, we have uh, Tyrell Terry out. Kristaps Porzingis, doubtful. Maxi Kleba, questionable. For the Heat, we have Oladipo and Tyler Hero as out. And Andre Iguodala as questionable. I don't know why I did that, but <laughs> I was just <laughs> in the mood. Um, none of these teams are on any of the back ends of a back-to-back or front end. We only have two more teams that are left to go on there. <clears throat> we'll get to them soon. But I'll throw it over to you, man. How are you feeling about this Dallas side of the ball? Not that great. Uh, just because <laughs> Miami is the seventh-rated defense uh, this year so far, um, and that makes me a little hesitant to play Luka, especially because he is the highest-priced player of the night at 10800 He obviously can hit that value, but it's a risk uh, going up against this team when you have Jimmy Butler 
Bam Adebayo, uh, even Kendrick Dunn can put some. You know, they got a lot of bodies to throw at them. Um, so you obviously can always use Luca, but I would be a little weary. Um, for, and for me, uh, I think um, Josh Richardson at – 4,400 or Tim Hardaway at 4,900 would be the play. You just have to, you know, draw a straw and pick which one you think is going to, you know, have the better game because it really can go either way. Uh, Tim Hardaway has the higher ceiling. Uh, He recently had a 51-52 DraftKings point game. Uh, But, you know, Josh Josh Richardson is in there going to be getting 25 to 30 minutes also. So, uh, and he's uh, 500 cheaper. So, uh, it's not great for Dallas for me. There's no lock. You can go. You can avoid the whole team, honestly, or you can take a shot. Uh, how you feel about Dallas? I have no confidence in them. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I probably won't have much shares of Luca, just because I really liked that game before it. <clears throat> um, like you said, I mean, anytime you're looking at these superstar level guys, it's when you you have to cut some people out of your lineup or your player pool or. Uh, you can only have eight of them. You only have fifty grand to spend. <clears throat> Not that don't like them, but I, I just prefer the alternatives. Uh, but if Porzingis doesn't play and Kleba doesn't play, we could take a look at the front court. I don't love the matchup against uh, Born on a Bayou, but if a guy like um, Willie Cauley Stein is going to draw the start and play thirty minutes at bare minimum value, yeah, I'll, I'll grab that. Maybe Dwight Powell probably draws the start at thirty three hundred. I don't mind either. I think they're going to chop the minutes, and as bare minimum value, you can throw some some darts there. Um, don't mind Tim Hardaway Jr. or Dorian Finney-Smith if Porzingis is out. But if the team's fully healthy, I'm probably not really playing many people on this in this matchup. Uh, but again, I, I don't mind throwing some shots at these mid-level towards value-type guys. Um, but that's pretty much it. I don't really want to spend too much money or have too much exposure here. Willie Colley Stein <clears throat> burned me. He burned me so bad in my fantasy playoffs. So don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I wish they would just give Boban minutes. I mean he had eight and seven last game, eight point seven boards. Um, no one can really stop him honestly. So Boban but, should be the unicorn, not Porzingis, because he plays right? very rarely and when he plays he, <laughs> he just puts up fantasy <laughs> numbers. Very true, very true, but you, you, it's hard to trust Dallas, so we can yeah. move along to the Miami side. Who are you feeling on the Miami yep. side? We'll throw it on over to the Heat side, to the other side. Um, yeah, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't really. Bam, if I have, if I'm going to spend up for one of the two two guys between Butler and Bam, uh, I would rather play Bam. I think he's just safe floor, and the matchup is nearly screaming kind of easy for him. Uh, Kleba and, and Porzingis are both questionable and doubtful in this game, so he's going to go up back up front court. So I, I like him there, but at the same time, uh, I'd rather spend my money up in some of these other games if possible. Uh, so I'm not really too into that. I don't mind going Goran Dragic at 5,100 or Duncan Robinson. I never really played Duncan Robinson, but this is a game where he can get some open threes, and um, that's when I'll look to target him. I, I probably won't have much exposure to him, but he's just on the edge of my player pool there. Uh, but outside of that, really not looking at anybody. If you want to take another value guy, uh, Trevor Ariza is very cheap, and he's playing a 
rock solid amount of minutes. Uh, but this is a game I think is going to be slower paced. Not too many people with uh, big time upside in a slower paced game and more defensive matchup. So I'm probably just not going to have much exposure to it in general. Yeah, uh, for me, like I agree with what you said, um, either Butler or Bam, and Bam is probably the safer play. But I could see uh, Jimmy wanting to show up uh, Luca. You know, he got asked a question from a reporter about, you know, the slate of tough games coming up, and he pretty much talked junk about that and said, you know, you consider that tough? That's not tough to me. So I think he's going to want to show out against Luca because Luca gets all the publicity, and Butler doesn't really, even though it's, he's deserving so uh, I think you can look at the only other guy you didn't mention, probably Kendrick Nunn. Uh, he's going to get, you know, he's been getting around 36 minutes uh, for the last two weeks here, averaging 36 minutes. So that's great. <clears throat> he's been averaging uh, around 20 points a game also. So he's a safe play, and especially with Tyler Hero out, uh, I think it's safe to play him at 5,700. Um, but, yeah, either Jimmy or Bam, and then you can Consider Kendrick Knight. That's about it. All right, man. Feeling that. All right, we'll jump on over to the second game at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the Golden State Warriors at the New Orleans, the real Hornets. Um, (laughs) (laughs) See how many guys you pick from the Pelicans. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) The real Hornets. Uh, We don't have a spread for this one, uh, but we do have an injury report. And the Pelicans are on the back end of a back-to-back, so nothing for them. Oh, no, I I stand corrected. The Warriors have not yet submitted their official injury report either, so we're heading into this one blind. Uh, But we can look at who was out in the last one, Uh, Kelly Oubre. They said he's dealing with uh, an actual big injury. It's it's worse than they thought, so I, I would consider him doubtful. Uh, then you got James Wisen's out. Damian Lee's been in the protocols. Eric Pascal's almost back, but I don't know yet. And Clay Thompson's out. Um, <clears throat> and on the other side, Naw has been out for a while. Steven Adams, I would say, is questionable. Uh, he missed Monday's game. And Josh Hart's not going to be back. So we'll go with that. But I'll throw it over to you on the Warriors' side. How are you feeling about this matchup? Uh, pretty good matchup. I think it's safe. You know, uh, a couple of games ago, uh, they got blown out, uh, you know, to Dallas. Uh, I don't think they would be in risk of that for New Orleans. So I think that makes Steph pretty safe to play at 10,400. Um, you know, obviously it's a huge slate, so you don't have to force me in lineup. That's a little high for him, but he can always put up those MVP numbers. And then you can look at Draymond at 7,100. You know, he's going to want to uh, show up Zion, I'm sure. So that'll be a fun matchup. Uh, and you can look at uh, Bazemore at 5,400. He's been playing really well with Oubre out, getting more minutes uh, lately. Uh, he's he's a safe play. Uh, probably a better play than Kendrick Nunn uh, at this point. But they're, they're probably close. But um, And you can look at Wiggins at 7,200. But I think Bazemore could possibly give you the same type of production at 1,800 less. Uh, I that's all I'm considering on Golden State. How about you? Yeah, and I think Curry would be uh, he's in play for me. I, I would prefer him to Luca, and he would be my fallback for for Giannis. I, I like those two guys at the top of the card the most. Uh, this is just a very good matchup. Uh, the Pelicans play very fast, very loose, and you can 
certainly attack them from the guard position. So I do like that. Don't mind going Andrew Wiggins if you want exposure to this game at a cheaper price. Uh, this is just one of those matchups where everything can go in his favor. Uh, they don't really have a lockdown defender on the other side of the ball. Without Josh Hart was their best defender. He's not playing this one. Outside of that, there's really nobody that can stop anybody in the, in the backcourt. Uh, the Warriors also play at a fast pace, so this is just going to be an up-and-down game. I'm curious to see what this spread would actually be, probably 235 or so. <clears throat> that might even be less than, it might be a little bit higher than that, maybe 236. Um, yeah, I don't mind going to either of those guys. They're both going to be in my player pools. And then, depending on if Ubre is in or out, if he's out, uh, Kent Bazemore and, and Toscano Anderson both get a solid jump there. JTA had one of those random monster games the other game. Uh, with uh, He had six points, six boards, four assists, five blocks, and four steals. Just one of those awkward but gem type of games. I don't think that's going to happen again, but he's been pretty good. And Kent Bazemore, his price went up to where it's now reflective of where it should have been when he came back from that injury. But, um, or not injury, I guess, protocols. I'm calling it an injury. But he can still bring back value at it. It's not an excessive price tag, knowing that he's playing a bunch of minutes and Kelly Oubre's out. Outside of that, I think those are the guys I'm looking at. I mean, that's a lot of their lineup, but uh, I would take Bazemore over Toscano Anderson and uh, Wiggins if I didn't want an exposure and, and can't get to Curry. Sounds good. You gonna start it off with New Orleans? Your yep. real Hornets over there. <laughs> we'll throw it to the real Hornets here, and we have a changing of the guard, man. Lonzo Ball has overtaken Brandon Ingram for the second highest priced guy on this team. He is in a whopping 8K mark as Brandon Ingram slides down to a pedestrian 7.9K. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know if I really want exposure to. I just mentioned how high this spread might be, but um, I don't really want to go in on Zion. I, I, there's too many other guys I'd rather pay up for. And if Draymond Green is what he says he is and the best defender of all time, he's going to want to take this personally against this uh, second-year phenom and the monstrous specimen that Zion is. So I'm not going to pay near 10 k for him. Really want to play Lonzo. I really do. But I'm probably not going to have as much exposure as I want even though he's playing awesome right now, uh, and this is a solid matchup for him. But at 8K, now it just gives me that, ah, man, it's not the value that I like. And I like saying, Lonzo, and screaming it, but um, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's up there now. Um, probably won't have much of Ingram either. If I'm, if I'm going to play one of those two, I'd rather just play Lonzo. I'm probably not going to play really anybody. Maybe Hernan Gomez at 5-1 if Adams is still out. Because that's a rock-solid uh, rock value there. But um, if Adams is in, 4-6, take Adams. But outside of that, the price tags are... Um, there's not much that I like for these price tags. Not that I don't like okay, these guys. Okay, listen, price Santino. Tags. I, got, I got a question for you. Okay. You're considering Lonzo, but you're thinking he's a little too high. Who would you consider between Lonzo, uh, Colin Sexton, and Drew Holiday? Out of those three, uh, I would rather have Lonzo. Right, right. So he's a little high, but compared to some of the other point guards at his price range, you still can consider him, I think. Right? Yeah, but I didn't mention any of those 
guys either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, the, the, they're got, people are going to be considering around that price point, oh, I only have 8500 left, who should I choose? And they might can squeeze them in their lineup. Oh, I didn't say that you can't play him. I like him, but I probably right. won't be having a, as much exposure as I'd like. But, yes, I do like him more than Drew Holiday, and I do like him more than Sexton. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, because um, two of the last three games, he's gotten 65 and 68 drafting points. Obviously, if he hits that, it's worth it. Lonzo can't ball. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to worry about those 35 and 40 point uh, games. And, you know, you have been on the Lonzo train uh, this whole time, and I've been knocking him this whole time, but he's finally coming into his own right now. And uh, I think he just needed to be out of the spotlight of L.A. He's, he's coming together. Um, yeah, like you said, Zion, you, if you can fit him in your lineup, you can, but that's a high price. Um, I think you can look at Willie Hernan Gomez. Obviously, if um, Steven Adams is out, because he can easily get you a double-double. And then I keep, think you can look at Najee Marshall at 4,200, because um, he should be able to fill in and get some production also, uh, especially against this Warriors team, who normally have been high, higher-scoring games, you know. So that's that's about it for me, though. All right. Yeah, and I like both balls tonight. And those are probably my favorite point guard plays outside of the Super Saiyan Curry tier. Oh, who would you pick between the ball brothers? Now that's that's a little interesting. I <laughs> if I have the nine hundred dollars extra, I would I would go with Lonzo. But eight uh, K is a lot is a lot of money to have like lying around at the end of your lineup. So <laughs> that's true. You'll probably more more reasonably have 7-1, but might not have either. All <laughs> right, man, let's throw it on to the second-to-last game of the night. We have the Sacramento Kings at the Oklahoma City Thunder, and we do have a spread for this one. The Kings, Kings are nine-point road favorites. Uh, <laughs> and, okay, Steve, man, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> right. The total is 231 for this game. On the injury report, uh, oh, and the Kings are on the front end of a back-to-back. On the injury report for the Kings, we have De'Aaron Fox, Tyrese Halliburton, Robert Woodard the second, all out. Chimazay Mitu, questionable, and Harrison Barnes, doubtful. So three-fourths of the starting lineup is doubtful or out. Uh, and then on the Thunder, we have Shea, Muscala, and Pokemon. Oh, no, actually, Shea and Muscala are out, and Pokemon is questionable for this one. Uh, he's trying to catch all those last games. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was point. a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Uh, so we'll throw throw it over to you for the Kings side of the ball. Without their starting backcourt and Harrison Barnes, nah, where are you looking at, knowing that they're also playing the Thunder? Right. Uh, I, do, I do think that makes Buddy Hield, um obviously one of the best players on this team at 7,300. He should just get all the attempts he would like to see. Uh, you can obviously consider Rashawn Holmes. He has not been uh, balling out of control lately, but obviously he, he has an easier matchup with OKC, and he'll be getting a lot of those center minutes. But, uh, you know, uh, if you haven't noticed, uh, Marvin Bagley has came back. In uh, his last game, he had 40 drafting points, 23 points, and nine boards. So he puts a little damper on Sean Holmes. And if you're choosing between the two, obviously you want to choose Bagley uh, if he can put up production like that. Uh, and then the only other player I'm looking at is DeLon Wright at 5,100. Without the both uh, 
two starting point guards out. Um, Fox and Halliburton, the line right is in line to get all the assists and uh, points also behind Buddy Hill probably. So those are the four I would consider, but you have to choose between Bagley and Holmes. Uh, who are you considering on the Kings? Yeah, and for me, this is uh, if you're playing a tournament and you want to game stack a random game, this this is a possibility for me because the Kings play a very tight rotation and most of that rotation is out. Uh, so they're just going to expand it to a couple people and, and bring back and, and more value there. Uh, DeLone Wright at 5,100. He should be playing point guard, hopefully. Uh, that's when he's at his best, when he has he's playing point guard uh a lot of minutes at the point guard position and has the ball in his hands. And at 5,100, that's a very good price tag. And one of my favorite pay-low point guards that were mentioned, the guys that I like up, and he's probably the guy that I – he is one of the guys that I like as the lower point guard. Uh, you mentioned Buddy Heald, 7-3. I don't love that price tag, but what his role is going to be, it's not a bad price tag, uh, especially against the, th- the Thunder team who are thunderstruck uh, or, or – they are thunder suck because they just give up points oh. in bunches. It's it's brutal. Um, yeah, I don't mind Bagley at five K if he's going to play and and play a solid amount of minutes there. He came back and played twenty one, then it jumped all the way up to thirty four minutes. I mean, if he's playing thirty minutes at five K against whatever the Thunder have out there, uh, yeah, those him and Wright are are very good plays. You can look at Holmes, uh, but you can take the discount there. Um, and like I said, it, 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 this could be a possibility of a game where you stack a couple of these guys in there uh, who are going to be their starters. And there's going to be a fifth starter too, uh, possibly Terrence Davis. Maybe, uh, maybe they're just over Mo Harkless. I don't know, but he's another option there. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I think there's there's lots of like on this King squad without Fox, Halliburton, and Barnes. I agree. All right, man, let's flip on over to the Thunder side of the ball. Uh, apparently, Lou Dort is in this game. It's not always a certainty. Um, I, I, it's just, I don't know, man. The, the, <laughs> th- <laughs> the Thunder, I like playing sh- shooting guards against the Thunder. Uh, I really don't know, want to pay 6100 for Lou Dort, but he does have that random Lou Dort games where he goes off. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wouldn't put it past him. But honestly, it's one of those teams that it's just, I don't, I don't know. Like, are they going to be competitive? Are they going to be giving up another 130 plus points? Like, what do you guys, <laughs> uh, it's been si- since the all-star break. I think this has been the worst defense of all time of all time. Like, yeah, I'm not saying that lightly. Uh, Pokemon might not play. So maybe Kenrich Williams gets to start 3,700. Don't mind him. Don't mind going Isaiah Roby. I mean, you can't really spend up here because the highest person is Lou Dort. But um, I would take a couple shots, especially in that game stack scenario, a couple shots. Outside of that, I'm not really too interested of having many one-offs on this team. I, I guess Baisley is, is a one-off if you really want uh, because he, he scores 20 points, might get 10 rebounds. Uh, but there's not a lot of trust or floor on most of these guys. Yes, there is no trust at all in OKC right now. Um, for me, I had to dig way in the bottom of the crates uh, for two guys that I think you can consider playing. And one is Tony Charlie Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Bradley, the center, uh, he's came in and played better than Moses Brown on some occasions, but it just depends on if he gets the minutes 
the last game he got the minutes against Indiana in a blowout, he had 31 drafting points. Other games, he gets 10 to 15 minutes and does nothing. So you just have to figure if this is going to be a blowout, put him in your lineup. If not, stay away. Um, and, you know, with a lot of players on the Kings out, it might not be a blowout, unfortunately. Uh, but the other guy is Gabriel Deck at um, 3,300. He's only played three games with the team. He came, he's an international player, came up from overseas. Um, but his last two games, he's gotten 25 Jack King points. He's averaging between 19 and 24 minutes in those games. And uh, I think he will only get more minutes uh, because they're not trying to run anybody else uh, to death on the team. Uh, and they seem to like him. So uh, I think he's pretty much a minimum player that's going to be out there for at least 20, 25 minutes. And he can easily get you 25 DraftKings points. So Gabriel Deck, a name to remember. Like the Thunder have so many young guys that they're not even, even when they're benching people, it's like they're not even uh, letting them run wild. They're just timeshare with other young guys. It's it's super annoying. (laughs) All right, man. We'll jump on over to the last game of the night. Um, And we have at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time the Toronto Raptors at the Los Angeles Crips. Crippers, the clip, <laughs> the Los Angeles Crips, the cri- Clips. <laughs> I can't even speak. Uh, for for the spread, we have the Clippers, eight and a half point home favorites, and the total is two twenty one and a half. We only have three game totals. This is by far the lowest of by a whopping ten points. Um, on the injury report, we have for the Clippers, Beverly, Coffee, Ibaka out. For the Raptors, we have. Bobby Boucher, Paul Watson, uh, both out. Gary Trent Jr. and OG Anunoby, doubtful. And by Bobby, I, m- I met Chris. Uh, <laughs> just so there's no confusion. And I'll throw it over to you, man. Uh, what are you looking at on this Toronto side? On the Toronto side, I think you can look at uh, Pascal Siakam. Uh, he's had been on the drown trotting lately. Uh, but last game, he had 71 drafting points. That was just incredible out of nowhere. 39 points, 13 boys, two blocks. That's what you want to see from Pascal Siakam. It's obviously, uh, like you said, out of nowhere. But with Van Vliet questionable and Ananobi questionable, like I said, Boucher is out. If all those three are still out, I think Siakam has no choice but to be productive. So I think he makes him a safe play at 7,900. And same thing for Kyle Lowry. Last game, he had 63 drafting points. And, uh, you know, this was against the Lakers. So against the Clippers, it should be the same type of game. Uh, in my opinion, and then you can look at uh, Kim Birch at 5,300. You know, with Boucher out uh, for a while right now, uh, he can easily get you 40 drafting points in a bad matchup. He won't perform, but uh, against the Clippers, I don't think they have anyone that he should be too scared of. They have Cousins and Zubak, and neither one of those are going to, like, shut him down. So I think Birch would be a safe play at 5,300, but that's all I'm liking on Toronto. How about you? Yeah, uh, I think Birch is a solid play, too. Uh, Malachi Flynn kind of the floor dropped from underneath him in the last one. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) it was a really bad one, but I don't mind going back to it. Uh, Depending, I I know as of right now, both Lowry and Van Vliet are not on the injury report, but that seems possibly 
like it's going to change, especially since the Wizards won again tonight. And that means they are a full three games back with about, uh, I think, seven games left. So it's looking very unlikely for them to make the playoffs. So I think one of them is going to sit, if that's possible, um, especially if it's it's Lowry. I mean, um, Van Vliet, either one, actually. I don't mind going to Malachi Flynn. Um, But, yeah, I I don't think you can discount uh, Siakam at 79. Don't mind it, but there are some people that I like a little bit better. And then we're going to see how they shake out this lineup with Trent and OG already ruled out. Who's going to draw this start uh, at small forward for the most part? Is it Bembry? Is it Hood? Uh, that's where I want to look, and, and that's what I'd like to get to. Hopefully we have an idea before some of these games start because they are a full two hours in front. Uh, but Nick Nurse usually is open kind of, of what he wants to do for the most part. So looking at that, and that's where I'll try and get my exposure outside of uh, Birch. Sounds good. Yeah, I like Freddie Gillespie, but you just don't know about his minutes. So Yeah, I, I like him as a talent too. I think he's pretty mm-hmm. solid. And hopefully, uh, once they officially are like, okay, we can't, we can't make up three games with six left. Uh, hopefully, they get give him a lot more run. <clears throat> yeah. But we'll flip on over to the Clipper side of the ball, and uh, now that Kawhi's back and under nine K, I don't mind looking at him. But I know he's not a hundred percent, and that's what gives me the pause. If he was a hundred percent at eight eight and nine hundred dollars less than Paul George, I'd be all over it. He only played 13, or I said 13, 30 minutes in that last one. He only took 12 shots, looked pretty solid, but uh, I don't think he's 100% yet. Or maybe he is, but maybe they're not going to push it to him, push it either. Probably not going to have much exposure on this side of the ball, uh, maybe at all, except if you want, I might take some stabs at DeMarcus Cousins. Even if he's playing minutes in the teens, this guy's putting up numbers. And he's showing he got a lot left in the tank after nobody wanted him for a while. Uh, and it's only 3700 so it won't bite you if he doesn't play 25 minutes. Uh, yeah, I, I do like Kawhi 8800 uh, because, you know, 30 minutes is a lot for your first game back after two weeks off. And uh, he's had three days off since that game made the first. So I think he'll at least get 30 minutes. And Kawhi, with 30 to 35 minutes, should you know, be productive for you. And like you said, with Cousins at 3,700, he's one of my favorite players of the night also. But no one else I'm really trusting on this team. Um, There's no point of paying up for Paul George uh, with Kawhi back and the other guys in the slate around that price point that are a little more safe. So, and it's a revenge game for Kawhi too. Don't forget that against, you know, Toronto, you know, even though he has no reason to be mad at (laughs) him, he's going to want to impress his It's a welcome back tour. Right, right. <laughs> um, I forgot. I, I don't mind Rajon Rondo also. Uh, I forgot to look at him at, at 3,600. Another guy uh, bringing back value, playing, starting to hit a stride with this team. And I think at 36, if you're going for a bargain bin, that's a guy you can throw out as well. That's a good call. All right, man. Uh, that's it. But before we go, let's throw our tears real quick. And then you give your closing statement, and we can get on out of here. But. We'll start with the high, your expensive guy. Who's your favorite expensive player of the night? I would probably have Three, to two, say. Three, two, one, go. Uh, you, you messed <laughs> up. So um, I think mine is. <laughs> go ahead, because you're going to say I no, stole your guy. No, just kidding. Right? You go. Go I, was just, I was joking. 
Show me your favorite <laughs> expensive play of the night. Uh, I would say Kevin Durant at 9,300. Um, like I said, he went off for over 60 um, in his last two games, and one of those games was against Milwaukee. So 9,300 for KD, great play. Yeah, and I'm going to go on the other side of the ball, take Giannis, 10-7. Uh, if I'm paying up, I like him and Curry. I do like quite a few of these, or a few point guard options, so I'll have more exposure to Giannis, and, and this game is going to be must-see again, I think. But, all right, man, let's throw it on over to the mid-tier. Who's your favorite mid-tier play? And that's, what's the what's the price range for mid-tiers? Just so I'm straight oh, on that. Five to eight. Five to eight. Okay, so I had a little under, over eight. Five, five to seven. Right. <laughs> five to eight. You said it. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I think Marvin Bagley at five thousand will have a great performance against OKC. It's a light work for him, uh, you know, and he he had a big game last game, so I think that's a safe play. And I'll go also with Sadiq Bay at six thousand. Like I said, he had twenty six and nine last game, so he should be very productive tonight. Checks notes. Oh, yep, yeah. I, I said play, not plays. All right. Uh, oh, <laughs> I was going to say I'm sticking into the same game, and then you threw a curveball on me, but I'm going <laughs> to go with uh, DeLone Wright at 5-1. He should play the majority of his minutes at point guard, if not all. And, yeah, sign me up for, for that. That's when he's at his best, or fantasy best, and at only 5-1 against the Thunder. I really, I, I don't think there's any way he doesn't hit value here. Yeah, uh, good. Let's throw it in on the value play of the night. I was going to sneak him in as my value play, but I felt bad. <laughs> uh, value play. Um, I, I, I have, I have two. So, do you want to go first? No, just throw it, throw it out there. You <laughs> always, always. Well, we mentioned uh, <laughs> the Marcus Cousins has been playing very well lately uh, at thirty seven hundred. Uh, we just covered that, and I think, like I said, Gabrielle Deck at thirty three hundred. I think he's a safe play to get you at least twenty five drafting points. Who do you have? All right, I like that. And <clears throat> um, yeah, there are there are quite a few guys here, uh, but I think I'm going to stick with um, <clears throat> Jesus. My throat. <laughs> getting nervous, guys. <laughs> kind of like your guy in in Malik Monk against the Pistons. Uh, Knowing that he played both ends of the back-to-back also, knowing that there's no Cody Martin, there's a few extra minutes for him, and uh, oh, and no Devontae Graham. And at 4,300, I think it could be one of those games. I know he's also getting his feel for the game underneath him, but uh, it could be one of those games where he scores rock-solid amount of points here. And 4,300, I think that's a rock-solid price, not to overdo that rock-solidness. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. That was good. And before we head on out of here, is there anything that you want to uh, close out on? Just If you're ever doing a fantasy league, make sure that first place is not the only one that gets a prize. Santino. <clears throat> that's all. Yeah, well, second is just the first loser. Eh, that's, what I, <laughs> exactly. that's what Ricky Bobby's dad always told us. So. <laughs> you got anything? Right. Uh, no, I just... Well, if you need a napkin, I'll, I'll. If you need some tissues, I will send them over on, in the mail. Uh, until yeah, the I next do, time, <laughs> we will see you guys. But thank you guys as always for listening to us, and we will catch you again tomorrow. I believe it is Mike and Keith.
Yeah, Mike is going to be the rich guy, Mike, because he's going to win. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, he, he uh, cheated off his friend and, and stole yeah. his, his best player so. for nothing. <laughs> yep. All right, but we're but not thank- bitter. <laughs> we're not bitter at all. <laughs> thank you guys for, for listening. Uh, have a good night and good luck. Peace. I was waiting for that. (laughs) (laughs) This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.